I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is an entertainment podcast, and the research we do may come from semi-unreliable sources. Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast. It's a podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other wrong. Each week, one of us will be the researcher and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Teichman, and this is Paige Dempster. Hi! And today, we're going to talk about mountains and... Tranquilizer darts. Tranquilizer darts. I'll be the guesser today, and Paige will be the researcher. Let's get rebutted. Hello, Rachel. How are you doing at this 4 p.m.? Hello, Paige. I'm doing okay at this 4 p.m. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is lovely to hear. Uh, we're going to talk about mountains right now. I'm excited. We grew up in a mountain. Pretty much, yeah. Surrounded by mountains, inside of a mountain. I was birthed out of a mountain. I have hiked mountains. We know our mountains here at Research Rebuttal. We're mountain people. Oh, yes. Technically of Appalachia. I'm say it again. Technically of Appalachia. I thought it was Appalachia. It is Appalachia or Appalachian. Well, I'm going to be the one dishing out the mountain facts from now on, so let's get started. All right, let's go. How does a mountain form? So, there are these things under the Earth's crust called tectonic plates. Mm -hmm. And they rub together once in a while because, you know, they're married. And... Oh, I didn't know it was a serious relationship. Oh, it's very serious. (laughs) And when they rub together, they uh, cause the earth to move upward sometimes. And then other times, mountains form when there are glaciers. And they also form when volcanoes erupt. So, like, they can form in a few different ways. Hmm. Yeah, you got you got the first part right. It depends on what type of mountain it is, which, by the way, there are five different types of mountains. They're called volcanic, fold, plateau, fault block, and dome. But overall, a mountain is formed when tectonic plates collide with each other, you know, when they rub because they're married. And how exactly they collide will determine the type of a mountain it is. Mm. I should add that I think we need to do a separate episode about volcanoes because there's a lot of information about volcanoes. Heavy agree. Good. How old are mountains typically? Give me like like an age range. I think they're usually pretty old. Okay, so how old are we talking here? Like 80? Um, I would say more like 80,000. Okay. If not like a few billion. Yeah, that's that's more accurate. From the research I've done, most mountains seem to have formed from like a few billion years ago to like a few hundred million years ago. Mm-hmm. How can you tell how old a mountain is? 
Well, you slice it in half and you count the rings. That's actually pretty close, yeah. The rings are called striations. Yeah, striations! Yeah, striations in the sedimentary rock. Sedimentary! Yeah. Igneous. <laughs> there is a third one, but I can't remember what yeah, it's called. Meta oh, metamorphic. Yes, that's the volcanic one. Ah, I think so. I think that's I right. I think that's right. But yeah, by studying the striations in sedimentary rock of a mountain, geologists can determine the age of a mountain. The more striations there are, the older the mountain is. Mm. Okay, so... Where are the oldest mountains, and how old are they? Give me, like, a country, and just, like, a rough guess on the scale of, like, millions or billions of years. I'm gonna say somewhere in Asia. Alright. And six billion. You are wrong. According to oldest.org, the oldest mountain range is the... And I'm sorry if I pronounce this wrong. Makonjwa Mountains, located in South Africa and Swaziland. Oh. The, yeah, the tallest peak is 5,900 feet, and they cover about 120 kilometers. That's a big mountain. That's a big mountain. Uh, where are the youngest mountains, and how old are they? The youngest mountains are in South America or Central America. Mm-hmm. And they are a hundred million years old. Uh, you are wrong again. The youngest mountains are in the Himalayas, and oh. only, yeah, right. And they're only a few million years old. Oh I, wow! Yeah, I forgot to mention the uh, Makonjwa Mountains are three point two billion years old. That's pretty old. They are pretty old boys. So, yeah, if you haven't noticed, or if you haven't known this, I guess, the Himalayas are known for being big boy mountains. They're all very tall and whatnot. I think, like, five of the ten largest mountains in the world are in the Himalayas. Wow. Yeah. So why would the youngest mountains be so much bigger than the oldest mountains? Well, for one thing, there's been less, um, what's it called? Um, when like there's like landslides and stuff natural disasters no 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 not natural disasters there's been there's been less erosion ah okay so i think that's one reason and also i don't think that the height of a mountain is entirely dependent on age i think i think it somewhat has to do with how the tectonic plates did their thing oh okay um, it's entirely erosion. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> good, good guess, though. Yeah, so the older mountains were subjected to millions of billions of year of water and wind erosion, so they tend to be smaller with gentler slopes. Aw. Yeah. Good for skiing. Very good for skiing. How tall does it have to be to be classified as a mountain? I used to know this. <laughs> I think this is something we learned at grade school. It was. It was definitely a test question. Like, at, <laughs> at least once. Yeah. I'm going to say 7,000 feet high. According to National Geographic, a mountain is classified as a landmass rising at least 1,000 feet. Oh. Above its surroundings. Oh. Good try. <laughs> Good try. 
So, you know about Mount Everest, right? I, I know of Mount Everest, yes. Familiar with it. We classically think that Mount Everest is the tallest mountain at, do you want to guess how big it is? 3,000 feet. 8,848.86 meters. Wow. Oh, well, um, that's that's meters, not but, feet. Okay, but it's not 3,000 feet either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if we measure... Yeah, that's so it's like that much above sea level. But if we measure starting from the Earth's core or the bottom of the ocean, there are actually two mountains that are taller than Mount Everest. Oh, I always forget about oceanic mountains. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't expect you to get the name, but can you give a guess as to what countries the mountains are in and how tall they are in meters? And they're in the ocean, right? One is in the ocean. So what am I guessing? What country the mountains are in and a guess to how tall they are in meters. Um, Two countries. Burma. Okay. And I'm going to say 10,000 meters. All right. And China. Oh. 11,000 meters. Okay, well, you're right in that they're both over 10,000 meters tall. Um, the first one is in Ecuador at 10,920 meters tall, and it's called Mount Chimborazo. Cool. Yeah, and we get that height if we measure starting from the core and all the way out. Mm. And in this case, it's taller than Mount Everest because the Earth bulges out a little bit at the equator because of how fast it's spinning. Because and the Earth is round. Yeah, because the Earth is round. And because Ecuador is so close to the equator, it raises Mount Chimborazo up a little higher than Mount Everest. Huh. Yeah, the second one, um, I'll give you a hint, or I'll let you guess again. It's a state in America. Could it be Montana? It unfortunately is not Montana. Is it Washington? It is not Washington. Is it Colorado? It is not Colorado. Is it California? You're getting closer, but it's not California. Nevada. No. Uh, uh, Wyoming. No. Do you want a hint? Yeah. It's not one of the lower 48. Oh, no, Hawaii. 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 <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's Hawaii. I knew uh, I would get it. There you go. You did good. Hawaii has Mount Mauna Kea, and it, if you measure it from the bottom of the ocean and all the way up, is 10,210 meters. Wow. Yeah, but if you measure it only starting at sea level, it's 4,200 meters. Huh. That's a big beefy boy living under the water. I hiked a volcano one time. Ooh, what volcano? I think it was Poa. Is that in Costa Rica? Yeah. Very cool. It was very cool. We got to see into like the center of it and uh there was like a this like bright blue sulfur pool. Oh very that's so cool. It was really cool. Like a volcano, that sounds so fun. It is so fun, but I will say that I got hit with like altitude sickness. Oh, 
and it was like really cold like they did not prepare us for that day that well like I was wearing a very light jacket and I it was really cold and I actually got pretty sick like on the way up there oh my god yeah yeah ascend a couple couple hundred meters yeah I didn't realize it was so high up because like I've I'm used to mountains but like that was a different experience like I felt kind of nauseous and like I it was kind of hard to breathe oh geez yeah but it was totally worth it oh okay that's good yeah uh fun fact one-tenth of the world's population lives in the mountains wow that's us baby that is us we are mountain people all right now i'm an island person oh that's true i'm a mountain person right now yeah true what percentage of earth's surface is mountain uh 10%. Very close, 20%. Ah. Now it's time for a word from our sponsors. Do your neighbors bother you? Do you feel the need to keep your curtains drawn because they like to look into your windows at night? Do they disturb your children playing in the yard? Instead of calling the police, consider the new Mountain Maker 3000. Place the muzzle of the device to the ground and fire to immediately create a steep wall of rock separating your house from theirs, cutting off your nosy neighbor's view of your humble abode. Go to mountainmaker.com slash R&R for a 10% discount on purchases of $1,000 or more. Mountain Maker 3000, the new rock-solid home security system is available now. Welcome back. Hello. How do you like your Mountain Maker 3000? It's rock solid. As is mine. Time to talk about tranquilizer darts. I'm excited. Yeah, this is a topic you suggested, actually. Did I? Yeah, and I was going to do it a few weeks ago, but I couldn't find enough information about it, but now I do have enough information about it. Wow. Oh, this one's for you, baby. It's time to get tranquilized. Oh, yeah. Who invented the tranquilizer gun and when? Give me a nationality and a decade. Okay, um, Russian, mm-hmm. 1950s. You actually for once got the date right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> a New Zealander named Colin Murdoch invented the tranquilizer gun in the 1950s. He was studying wild deer and goat populations that were introduced to New Zealand and, you know, thought to himself, what would make this easier? Uh, if these deer and goats would stop running away from me. And he went on to invent a series of different tranquilizing rifles, darts, and pistols so he can immobilize the animals so he could study them up close. Have you ever been shot with a tranquilizer gun? I have not, but we will get into that. Okay. What are the components of the actual dart shot out of the gun? Well, there's the pointy part. Uh Uh-huh. And the less pointy part. Uh huh. And the part that holds the tranquilizing medication. Yeah, you're essentially right. I will read you what Wikipedia has to say about tranquilizer darts. Tell me what Wikipedia has to say about tranquilizer darts. <laughs> they say it is a quote ballistic syringe loaded with an immobilizing agent and tipped with a hypodermic needle. The dart is propelled from the gun by compressed gas. In this case, you could actually just blow into it. And it's stabilized in flight by a tailpiece consisting of a tuft of fibrous material. And then I had to actually look up this part. 
the actual drug gets administered by a plunger in the syringe that injects the liquid into the animal using the momentum from the impact. I see. Do you remember that game Tranquilizer Darts we used to play? I knew we were going to talk about this. Yes, I absolutely remember. How could we not talk about this? The blow dart game. The blow dart game. (laughs) So good. Uh, Do you want to explain the blow dart game to people? The blow dart game was a game that everybody in our, almost everybody in our high school played across all grades where you would uh, put your hand up to your mouth as if you were about to blow a dart and you would make a blow sound and whoever you were pointing at had to die. So um, things got out of proportion at our high school very quickly. (laughs) And, And you started seeing incidents such as during gym class, at the end of the period, someone blew a fake blow dart at another student, and the other student pretended to be dead and laid on the ground into the next period. <laughs> <laughs> Which was not a lunch period, so you know they were skipping class by doing this. Yep. <laughs> and another such instance where someone got shot with a blow dart, a fake blow dart, uh, in the staircase. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. And collapsed down the stairs <laughs> during between class rush hour. <laughs> and other similar instances until the game finally got banned. Yep. There was a third one that I can think of where we had this very strict teacher named Miss Applegate and someone like got blow darted quote unquote um, like right in front of her classroom. So the person, you know, pretends to be dead and Miss Applegate comes out and like, is like, what are you doing in front of my classroom? Do you need to go to the nurse? What's wrong with you? (laughs) And the student is just like laying there dead. And she finally had to call security on them. I went to a very interesting high school. I think this was only a game when we were freshmen as well. Yeah, because I definitely remember playing it in World Civilizations. Yeah, that was a fun game. I yeah, that, that was a, such a great game. <laughs> yeah, but- my favorite was the guy who skipped class after gym because I remember like my class overlooked the field. Oh yeah, and he was just laying dead he in the field. He was just laying there. <laughs> He was just like, like, I saw him, like, laying there, like, at the beginning of class. And I knew that he was fine. I knew it was a case of the blow dart. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. and the only way you could get, like, unblow darted is if someone tapped you. Yeah. So you could just, like, leave someone alone and they would have to lay there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's what happened to the kid on the field. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess he fell and, like, nobody noticed he got blow darted. And so he stayed there. <laughs> good times um what were we talking oh yeah uh what is in a tranquilizer dart what is the formula i think there's a couple different kinds yeah um and i don't know what they all are but they're different versions of sedatives uh yeah pretty much 
So the specific formula depends on what animal it's being used on. But overall, the main drug being used is called ketamine. Oh! Yeah, and it leaves the animal's muscles really stiff, so they can't really move, but they're able to breathe, which is good. And ketamine can actually be used on humans as well. Oh, I know. (laughs) Do you? I sure do. (laughs) Okay. How Everybody wants to score some ketamine. Is that a thing? Yes. Oh, okay. Because I read, I was reading about like the effects of ketamine on one of the websites that will be in the sources. And they were talking about it like being an addictive substance. I'm like, I've never heard of this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing. Oh, I didn't know that. I guess that's our fun fact today. Ketamine is an addictive substance for humans. Yes, it sure is. Okay. Um, how fast does the dart fly to pierce skin? Well, I guess, um, it's, I mean, I imagine it wouldn't be that hard because it's using a needle. So, yeah. I don't know, 25 miles per hour? Um, can you give me a meters to second metric? Blank meters a second? I'm an American, but um, I, I, this is the only metric I could find. I'm sorry. All right. Um, I can try converting it to feet if you want. If you want to do thirty feet. meters per second. Okay. Well, you're very wrong. If a 22 caliber dart gun is being used, which I think is like the standard, a tranquilizer dart should fly at 340 meters a second. Wow. Oh yeah, he's a speedy boy. And the dart also needs to be administered at a maximum of 50 feet away to get an accurate shot. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, how long does it take for a tranquilizer dart to take effect? And how long does it last for? It takes effect pretty quickly. I would say like under a minute for full effect. Okay. And it lasts, I mean, it depends on the dose and how large the animal is. So if it's like, I don't know, a bear, um, it probably lasts for about 30 minutes. Um, Okay. So for like the standard amount that you're supposed to give each animal, like obviously different amount per animal, but like the safe dosage proportionally should take about 50 minutes to take effect. And then... It's supposed to leave the animal unconscious for an hour and then have residual effects like grogginess and stuff for like another two to three hours. Hmm. Um, Humans metabolize ketamine pretty fast. Yeah. And can be completely over the effects of of ketamine in an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to like look up ketamine substance abuse after this because now I'm curious. Yeah. Do you sustain injury from being shot with a tranquilizer dart? Not usually. Like, you might bleed a little bit, but um, I imagine the puncture wound itself is probably not that big of a deal. Well, according to, uh, again, sorry if I mispronounce this, nunatsiak.com, polar bears who were shot with the tranquilizer darts to be fitted with tracking chips sustained permanent injury Uh, The bears apparently became slower moving and had a harder time maintaining their territories and reproducing. Oh, that is upsetting. Yeah. 
Um, I couldn't actually find any other instance of animals being permanently affected by tranquilizers other than like being frazzled. But I don't know. I kind of believe this. You know what I mean? I'll take their word for it. Yeah. Because like, if you think about it, it kind of makes sense. It does. You got shot with a dart at like 300 meters a second. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Can you die from a tranquilizer dart? I imagine if the dosage is a certain way, yeah, you could probably die from it. Can you die from the impact? If it hits an artery or something, maybe. You can die if the dosage is wrong. Like, up to triple the amount of dose you can you're supposed to get could kill you yeah uh, best case scenario you're knocked out for like eight hours yeah <laughs> um, the impacts probably won't kill you the only way it could kill you like is how you said if it hits something vital but the tip of the needle usually isn't long enough to reach something vital mm. it's really only supposed to hit like your muscles i see so We've learned that tranquilizer darts are potentially hazardous. How could Who knew? We... Yeah, who knew? Being shot with a dart is not good for you. Um, how can we make them a little less hazardous? Well, uh, we could lower the dose. We could make the needles a bit shorter. Mm-hmm. Um, we could make them a little less speedy. And yeah, you got part of it right. This is the question I had to read the article for. The answer is basically to slow down the velocity at which the dart travels and to actually soften the tip of the ne- the needle to make for a less intense impact. Because hmm. it's like it's not necessarily the needle going into the skin that like causes the permanent injury it's the impact of like the barrel of the syringe whacking the skin afterwards that makes it like way worse oh yeah so the researchers uh put a bit of an earplug like a foam earplug at the end of the needle and by doing this uh it let the actual hypodermic needle part still pierce the skin but it lessened the impact of the barrel of the syringe hitting the skin Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that decreased the damage. Um, Fun fact, they experimented this on a dead dog, which I was like, oh, when I was reading it. Yeah. So, I don't know, I feel like I needed to say that. That is important content. Very important content. Don't worry, the dog was peacefully euthanized. It is okay. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. Well, you can find us on social media on Twitter at Research Rebut, and on Instagram and Facebook at Research Rebuttal Podcast. You should email us topic suggestions at researchrebuttalpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know. Um, Have you ever been shot by a tranquilizer dart? Have you ever done ketamine? Do you know the blow dart game? And what's your favorite mountain? Yeah, what's your favorite mountain? American Citrus Council. What the heck? 
we really need to talk. You need to send one of your agents to us or have them email us. Give me your grapefruits. I want your citrons. I want your Meyer lemons. Reach out. Yeah. Shoot us an email with a tranquilizer dart. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. That was a good episode. Yeah. That's a... That was an intense crack. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I have to, like, I have to wait to do it. Yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.